Oh, look at that. Little Wayne has been convicted of a gun charge. Camera, 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 chameleon. You come and go. You come and go. Love it would be easy if your colors were like my dream. Red, gold, and green. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga blessed. Welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of FBI, Season 3, Episode 3, Liar's Poker. This episode was written by Joe Halpin and directed by Alex Chapel. I think this is probably the only episode in a really long time where I was like, this is just boring. <laughs> I don't have any notes. I barely recall i mean i was trying to play candy crush during most of this episode and i just i don't know if it was my mood or i think it just was the episode it felt so long it dragged finding out if we were gonna let this guy go or if a lot of people well mostly this one person was gonna die and i thought maybe this would have worked so much better if it was a character that we had known for a while i think we've seen this actress in the doc before but never really given too much uh, uh any lines she's not as memorable memorable as say um why am I blanking on his name? But y'all know who I'm talking about. <laughs> um, the Chinese guy. I don't know why I'm blanking on his name. But him or even the, the two that stayed behind, I would have been more affected on the situation than her. She's rather far down the line of most seen people that we get. But now she's going to be Scola's girlfriend in the future. And I approve the match. I think uh, she's a good person. I liked her acting. Uh, I think that's a, an official nail in the Kristen Scola's ship. You know, it could always come make its way back. Uh, I'm pretty sure Shy might have some feelings about it, but I approved this match and I am just wanting Kristen back in any capacity right now. <laughs> has nothing really to do with any ship. And y'all know I secondly ship her with Jubal anyway, so I still got got some uh got some meat in the game is that even the saying i don't know but uh i really liked him being committed to getting her through this from the very beginning of her him seeing her and and for help but everything else just was I guess I should touch upon what the episode was about because <laughs> I really don't have much to say it's gonna be a very quick recap but they are able to track down the largest drug or cocaine dealer in the world named Vargas after a traffic stop goes bad because of a taillight and the driver that he is with just shoots down the cop and it's because the cop recognized who was in the back seat but they are able to trace it's the vehicle's known location because they responded very quickly 
and then they are able to apprehend quite a big fish now the guy that's playing vargas the actor i've seen him in a lot of things and he plays pretty much the very same role so while i was very impressed of course with how he did play the highly confident fbi headquarters <laughs> um drug pen or kingpin was just a familiar performance and i thought the whole time isabel deserved everything that she her and that cocky ass fbi director dude who also was a straight up bitch the entire time he was so useless he was such a political man and then he tried to go in there that was the funniest part is when he was like i will don't trust me i will put you next to her when the bomb goes off and he's like bitch please bitch please Come on and check yourself before you begin to wreck yourself. So take it and check yourself before you wreck yourself. Big dicks in your ass is bad for your hair. I did laugh when they went out of the room and he was like, we should have never brought him here and this would not be our problem. We was trying to wave our dicks around and now we got them shoved directly up our assholes and now we look like damn fools. And then they have to end up letting him go and she has to trust his word that he is going to text the code once he realizes no one's following and he does keep his word because he says my word is worth more than my cocaine that was a badass line though that was So what else happened in this episode? Not much except everyone else just ran around and did a lot more running and more running still. We don't know much about the new character Tiffany anymore and that's fine. It's only three episodes in. We have plenty more time to get to know her but other than that it just wasn't a lot. Jubal was Jubal and clearly this guy is going to come back and then Isabel is going to get her redemption after laying her entire career on the line by letting him go and then making it sound as if they are building a case they just didn't have enough evidence not omitting anything about the fact that you know there was a bomb and she was the hero and he is such a political man her boss because and he, he's transparent about it. he's like look you did the right thing you were a hero however you put your career on the line and i'm not jumping on that grenade for you you ain't had no fucking authority from me he just stood there and watched it happen but <laughs> he's like i'm gonna let you do the right thing but i said oh well that blind too when he kept saying he should get out of here every time she wanted to evacuate the building it just was and then he stood there i didn't even know why he was still around such a transparent bitch but he didn't even try to hide it and then we just had the rest of the team doing a lot of cardio exercising around new york or the same bridge we always see and i'm fine with that because really that is a great deal of some places in new york <laughs> and i like the the aerial shot they did of 2600 plaza i wonder if that was the real shot of the building it probably was but uh yeah that's all i really have to say about the episode so let's get into the feedback 
Christina, it's me, Shy. I am here to discuss FBI episode three. Um, yeah, I'm I'm trying to I'm finding myself uh, off track a little bit. Um, thanks to I don't know I don't know what's going on. Um, I was really good about getting things out and watching things um, last week or the week before. No, last week. Um, yeah, last week. Um, but this week has been a I've been on the struggle bus a little bit. So yeah, I didn't even know that the you know episode two podcast was out. I normally see it on Twitter when you make the announcement, and then I go to iTunes to um, listen. Because um, yeah, your podcast is definitely um, keeps me going at different times. Whether I'm working out or cooking or um, whatever the case may be, cleaning, um, yeah, the podcast keeps me company, it entertains me, you and Mimi crack me up, so it makes uh, the time go by faster, uh, being able to listen in and seeing what everyone has to say, so yeah, it's really weird, so um that I didn't see it so I definitely would have listened to it um by now so anywho um on to this one um I enjoyed this episode um very dramatic um obviously I didn't think anyone was gonna die but still um it was still you know heart pounding type of uh, episode like what's gonna happen how's this gonna work out how are they gonna do this I will say I did not, you know, at the beginning of this, when, um, you know, the bomb, we first found out about the bomb and all that, I, the only surprise for me is that they actually let Vargas go. I did not expect that um, because I guess we, we've been trained or, or conditioned to believe that one person's life is not um, worth uh, the many the thousands and also we don't negotiate with terrorists <laughs> you know so we hear that so often that I was taken aback by the fact that they actually gave in to you know Vargas and um yeah very surprising I will say um that was I will say that would be my surprise I don't know about you or Mimi but yeah I did not expect that at all but I did enjoy his character, Vargas. I can't remember the actor's name, but I've enjoyed a lot of the stuff that he's been in. I think, yeah, he was on Dexter. Um, I've watched the first few seasons of Dexter. I haven't watched the last. Um, I think he died in Dexter. Oh, spoiler alert, sorry. Uh, <laughs> for those that didn't watch it. Um, I don't know. I can't remember. But... Um, but yeah, I've seen him in quite a few things, and I've always enjoyed the actor. Um, again, unfortunately, I can't remember his name, um, and he was really good in this. He was like calm, cool, and collected, and you know, he was just, <laughs> um, you know, he was calling the shots. I mean, you could just, he was just, you know, even though he was in, you know, in custody and um Isabel Isabel is that how you say her name and the other guy I don't remember the other guy's name um I was like anyway trying to be all big and bad but no you know he was like please 
Negro, please. I, I'm the original gangster. You, I, you can't, you can't, um, you can't play me. I invented this game. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I was, um, yeah, it, it, yeah, that, that part really, I really enjoyed that part. And I was, I'm really curious about this Agent Miller guy. I mean, was, was he more to her than just, you know, a partner or whatever, you know, uh, yeah, partner. I think they were partners because, uh, yeah, she was really invested in Agent Miller. And so that was very interesting to find out that he was a, we call a double agent, um, and working for Fargus. So yeah, that was interesting. Um, Scola in this one was amazing. I'm really still frustrated that I'm not going to get my Kristen Scola um, happy ending. I'm still, yes, I'm still in my feelings about that. So whatever, sue me. So OA and Maggie, they took um, pretty much the, 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 the B plot or C plot, whatever, um, in this one. They were, they were really in the background for most of this episode. Um, this was more Scola, um, Isabel, Jubal, and the uh, JOC, you know, their, this is their episode, um, which was, um, which was good. Again, it made me miss Kristen more. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. <sighs> anyway, um, but yeah, so this one was more their episode than, you know, anyone else's and um yes I got a little emotional when she was talking to her daughter and um yeah I will just say I'm not sure how realistic that is this definitely is television I just can't see there being a scenario where the FBI would let go a dangerous most wanted criminal <laughs> in this situation, but um, I don't know. It's not like, I just don't see it happening. Again, especially because we're conditioned to believe a certain thing. And I also don't believe that someone in Isabel's position would be so ho-hum about her decision. Like, what, what of it? I did it. What you gonna say about it? Yeah, I think she would have been fired in real life. <laughs> um, I just don't think that is a realistic depiction of what would happen if someone, you know, made that type of decision um, outside of their of their um, pay grade. Um, and I don't understand why. I mean, even though um, they were in the building, it's not like they can't use the phone. Like, it shouldn't couldn't there have been people they called higher-ups to whatever I don't know or higher-ups calling them I think that would have been more realistic it seemed like they were all in this bubble and they could only talk to each other um, which I don't think would happen in real life again that's just me um but yeah I did like her cover you know with the press conference that was a very slick move um, to spin it that way and so that you know doesn't raise suspicion 
on anything um, made it more of a procedural um, issue than you know you got played and you uh, negotiated his release so I found that to be a good twist or good spin on that um, so that yeah she can live to fight another day so that's all I have um like I said it was a good episode um it's very you know they use one of the side characters supporting characters that's usually in the background brought her at least and brought her to the forefront for this one so I thought that was nice um and yeah um I think that's it um I think I've mentioned all that I needed to say for this one so on that note, until next time, much love, peace, and Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, Shy. That was Queen Shy with her thoughts on the episode. So I totally forgot about the Ryan guy. Yeah, I'm guessing that was her boo thing. She did mention him several times. And then the whole story about how he was dirty and then he... <laughs> he had his come to jesus moment and then he died because he tried to kill vargas i thought that was pretty interesting and leaves the door open for a mole and i will say i think maybe what threw me off on this episode like i said it wasn't bad and i don't think i gave my score it's a seven out of ten it just it just felt like it was taking forever and it could have just been what my expectations are with this show they have a tendency to move fairly quickly and it wasn't like there was moments in which I don't know I just personally felt it was slow and then that whole reveal though did make me think about that bomb sequence in the beginning like their comms broke up but it felt like someone said green go and they opened the door and tripped the bomb so is one of those people that survived that explosion is that the one that is gonna be another dirty mole because i didn't get what was what was happening in that scene they said we're going out we're gonna get bomb squad i thought they were bomb squad but they were not and then they opened they were ready to open the door and like they were like sit come again what did you say and then there was like this quick whispering and then it felt like someone said green go and then they'd all died but they said only one was in the hospital and survived but there was four people there i don't know maybe i miss saw that scene i don't know if i'm gonna really go back and watch it just to confirm what i saw but that does open some questions particularly into her we all know that in an fbi they be having some shady people sometimes and apparently this is the case for her lover in her past we got a lot of things that can come up this season this whole situation because the fact that she let Vargas go and then her lover was someone he said was working with her she setting herself up for some serious uh ieb iab whatever them is that always showed up in svu in criminal intent just to get on everybody damn nerves and then you have (laughs) the whole situation with jubal did he kill someone or did he hit a deer then we don't know what the fuck the other girl tiffany story is but we know she popped another officer 
the head of her department and scola seems he he seems to be doing good though he's found romance (laughs) and now a daughter and or a possible daughter and there is that so yeah he feels to be on the up and up side maggie i don't know and omar quite frankly i will say i did not miss them being in front at all this episode i was like oh they're around but they didn't seem to be too too necessary to the plot even though they said it's up to you and they gave them their hero moment it just the heart of the episode wasn't focused on them and i like that as you pointed out so last but not least we have queen mimi what up cena it's mimi i'm sending in feedback for fbi um i just watched um the most recent episode i know it was on the roster for last week um but i didn't see an episode so i'm not sure if i missed one or not i didn't see a recording so i assumed it um was not one that was just a like an off week um i'm sure you guys hear all the sounds i am in my car i have some errands to run and i gotta do it now because i work tonight um so if you hear the little clicking of my signal or the wind my bad um i don't think this feedback will be very long um i did like this episode don't get me wrong but there i mean it wasn't very action-packed it was very slow paced um i i i guess i can just start from the beginning um i we were introduced to the Mexican cartel dude uh, Vargas um, and you know he decided that he wasn't going to go to jail I mean I'm not going to lie those are some boss ass moves Um, I've heard stories of Mexican cartel and I know how savage those motherfuckers are so I mean I don't know how realistic any of this is I feel like in real life he probably would have just had somebody paid off or probably already had somebody on the payroll and just got his ass off that's just a theory but money talks and the is as corrupt as our government is they be trying to act like they're not look at who we have running the country so money can get you what you need and with the right price and uh paying off the right people you ain't gonna go to jail and that's just the bottom line but i did like this story and i think it's funny isn't the right word but i just think it's it was good that they picked the one character because i actually liked her um i don't I know we know her name um I just I didn't write any notes so I don't have her name off the top of top of my head but I know in uh the season opener um I was saying that I hope we get to see some of these um you know behind the scenes people that are in there with Jubal because um they're FBI agents too just because they're not in the field doesn't mean that they're important like just like Kristen used to crack the case open with the technology technology and um some breakthrough she found you know using her um computer savvy um that same girl is an fbi agent and she deserves to have her story explored like the fact that we learned that she has a daughter that's seven and that you know she's single like that's that's important stuff that we don't get to know and i just like that they're showing us other cases and i don't know why but i mean i know Christina you always talk stuff about me not liking Scola and it's not that I don't like him he just seems like he is like 
a carbon copy of every sidekick character I've ever seen in any kind of cop show. Like there's nothing spectacular about him. He looks old as hell to me. And I know you and, and um, Shy think he's cute. I don't. He looked like somebody's grandpa to me. Um, but I enjoyed him a lot in this um, uh, episode. Like, I don't know if I was supposed to get a flirty vibe between him and um, the girl with the bomb on her. But towards the end, it sounded like he was like, let's go on a date. And she was like, I like that. I was like, am I supposed to take that to mean that? I mean... I saw more chemistry between those two than I did with his partnership with uh, Kristen. Like, I shouldn't say chemistry because him and Kristen had chemistry, but it was like a mentor-mentee type of chemistry. I never saw any kind of sexual tension, any kind of like relationship buildup, but I kind of saw that with them. Like, the way he was comforting her, the way he wouldn't put the, the bomb vest on, like, all of that stuff was like relationship build up in but then again I don't like relationships that are based off of trauma and both of them did share trauma and a lot of relationships that come from that kind of shared trauma don't always turn out very well but I wouldn't be opposed to it because it would be another dimension from for for us to see in Scola and then this this girl and I and that's what I want from this season I understand that OA and Maggie are the main characters and then so is it sounds like Jubal's pretty like main too but I mean sometimes the secondary characters deserve a storyline as well and I'm not saying that we should see them have their own episode every like you know six seven times a season but at least one episode that like solely dedicated to each other secondary character I don't think it's too much to ask and I know with Kristen whenever she did get a a, a main plot it was always sidelined by Maggie and I think I've really been thinking about this and I think I understand what my issue is and I think it's just you know this climate that we're in and it and for me personally it has built up since Donald Trump became president so since 2016 and the fact that people act like white feminists are just the end-all be-all of everything that's wrong in this world when white feminists are racist as fuck too like to me and this is the correlation I always make and I can't understand why other people can't but the reason that I stand so hard for my LBGTQ community um, is because you know to me uh, racism and homophobia are pretty much the same thing as a woman with a biracial child how can i be okay with you telling me that a person that considers himself a uh, a female can't be called she or her and go use a girl's bathroom who gives a crap it's not like the bathroom is meant for us to go in there and pee and you know if a if a if a person doesn't feel comfortable going in the men's bathroom because they feel like they are a woman who gives a crap what else are y'all doing in the bathroom that you feel unsafe like they have stalls and it's it's not like these bathrooms aren't in a school so what are you so afraid of so things like that kind of bother me so I feel like having Maggie be the the hero above all even though there's people of color that that should get some type of glory too I think that's my issue because I am so sick of white women 
and I don't know how that sounds and particularly I don't care but I will say one thing in 2020 has taught me is that I'm not gonna hide my blackness anymore if someone says something out of pocket I'm gonna say something I don't always agree with the cancel culture but some people do need to be canceled and at this point Karen's need to be canceled and Brock's I don't know if Brock is a real term. That's what I call him because I've never met a black person or a brown person named Brock. The old, all the Brocks I've ever met were white. So to me, Brock and Karen are um, are married. So there's that. So I think that's my issue with Maggie. So if they can tone her character down and make her wrong every now and then, maybe I wouldn't have such a problem with her. You know, every every turn she makes is 100% right. Every time. She has never done anything wrong. And that's just not human like it's not realistic and I don't think it's fair that they're trying to cram that shit in our throats so um if they could just make her human maybe I wouldn't have such an issue with her um what else did I like I like uh we we got to see it was a group effort between Tiffany Maggie and OA they were all canvassing they were all together um they were all you know showing that they're intelligent um that's the kind of things I like. I like when they utilize all the people, you know. Um, one thing I will say, and I and I feel like, you know, everything turned out good. The girl didn't die. And her trust in the drug cartel um, turned out to work, you know, the cold work. She didn't die. But I personally, like, I have no problem putting this you right next to the... You know what? If you want to die, like, if you want... Um, to strap a bomb to someone I work with we all gonna be looking at each other so if if I die and she die motherfucker you die too like I don't understand why he pulled that that veil threat out if he didn't have any intention of using it because I sure would have like I have no problem sticking this bomb right next to you we all gonna die or you turn it off hey and the fact that she was willing to kill herself but that never came up to her mine like I mean, you you gambling like either way, either the bomb goes off and all y'all die or he gets scared. You playing chicken and, and he turns it off. But you was willing to risk your life anyway. So I don't understand why that wasn't an option. And I don't understand why that dude brought that threat out if he had no intention of using it. And I got to be honest with you. Some of the cop shows I watch, I used to watch Chicago PD and I fell off and I'm not 100 percent sure why, because it wasn't that it wasn't good. I just. I think for some reason I missed so many episodes I just didn't feel like catching up um but one of the things I liked about him was how he like blurred the lines like his ass would have put that motherfucker right next to the bomb and been like look we all about to die now and he had he would be 100% dead ass serious like either you turn it off or we all about to die like he has no issue or no whelm doing something like that so if he gave you a threat like that he would 100% used it so I wish they would have at least explored that instead of you know the way that it was because I feel like I think her name is Elizabeth like she's gonna have to get some consequences because she let uh, a drug lord cartel just walk and of course she spent it to the media but she's gonna have some kind of fallback there's no way you could do something like that and keep your job I mean I I don't know anything about law enforcement or you know politics or anything like that but I can't imagine that she's gonna just have her job at this next episode it doesn't seem realistic <sighs> I don't know but I am curious to know what will happen next so trying to like track my mind through the episode 
Um, it was kind of like slow paced, so there wasn't a lot of action. Um, but like overall, I enjoyed it. It wasn't like my absolute favorite, but like I said, I I liked having um, a perspective of another character that we don't get to see very often. Um, and I'm glad she didn't die because I I particularly like her. I feel like she's probably gonna have to be our Christine inside the the in there with Jubal because you know you know we don't have her anymore and Tiffany is a field agent so um I'm trying to think anything else I don't think so if if something crossed my mind I can always just shoot you we can just talk to each other offline that's not an issue but um I am looking forward to hearing your feedback on this and see what you and Shy think so until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the couch Mimi out and now we know how Mimi feels about the episode and white women in general um, with her snot and ass. <laughs> I thought about editing that last part out and then I was like, I'm not doing extra work. <laughs> but um, she did agree with me on the slow pace. But I think you're still I like I didn't think it was a bad episode. It just it didn't capture my attention in the same manner um that a lot of other episodes do tend to catch my attention i will say um you was like yeah they should do episode i'm like they did though you gotta be like no this is what i was talking about they do more episodes like this (laughs) so they must have heard your complaints from last season and quite frankly i think that was all of our complaints like i think we all were interested in seeing people from the DLC I know I was I was always and then they did heavily focus on Kristen when she was in the DLC so that was our POV character there and Jubal and now that Kristen's gone yes now we can explore the other analysts but I don't feel that in the way manner you do that um Elise is going to be our new Kristen not even by half (laughs) I think that she'll probably be a background character she may even develop a relationship with um them I am with you I don't like that whole idea of trauma characters but if you're going to have a show like this I think they've already been renewed like they're a pretty big show so it's a dick wolf umbrella many many things can happen we know that his shows have a tendency to go on for 10 12 13 14 seasons so there's so many things that can come and go as we continue these same background characters it's still building and as time goes on they'll start to explore that more i don't have a doubt about that because watching the rest of his serialized shows he has um I know what you're saying you're done with white feminism I get that but I think that there's a catch to that is that white feminism is different for many different white people there are woke white women versus Trump supporting white women there are racist white women against non-racist white women so I, I will not umbrella all white women into the same category I know what you mean but it is still something that is being fought for because it is subpar to our own uh, position within that doesn't mean it's still not representation that needs to be represented if that makes any sense I feel like it does and thank you for saying I mean you were making an analogy to the LBGT community 
to white feminism and how they <laughs> i was trying to follow that analogy i really was but i ain't gonna lie i did not uh but i get what i think i i applaud what you were saying about how can people be racist and have a issue with lbgt communities like they are the same concept yes in our mind because we're fluid and open people and are able to critically think and other people it's it's like that thing i was talking about on i can't even remember which podcast i think maybe it was the mandalorian where people are have in the last 20 years in particular have really found camps and they're no longer being versatile in their opinion they're being very closed-minded and thus the the contradictions are i feel like they've always been there and i think when you take a study at human nature which y'all know i'm 360 and then i think i just have to to premise that on a lot of ways is i think 360 i can't my mind the minute i i it's not that i don't feel the way you feel or understand the way you feel that but then my mind starts thinking about the larger picture of that and then the larger picture of that and then i think of like people like hoover who is someone who's gay and yet can be racist that doesn't make sense but he is probably one of the most insidious characters and we barely talk about him we really don't i am really trying to forget the fact that my bae um leonardo dicaprio portrayed him and won a, i think he won a fucking oscar over that <laughs> got got nominated but this is a very terrible man in history everyone loves bringing up nixon but no one ever talks about hoover because he's caused more damage i can tell you than nixon ever did and we don't talk about th- those really b- the bad history of the fbi and what the cia does and those forces that I think that I'm starting to and I think what years and years watching that show really started me to to start thinking about was where is the puppets and we even started this episode with that line of you know I'm here I hate this city but I need to find a fool so he is is someone who know that that's always behind power he has people in power that makes sense so these puppets that are so puppeteering what's kind of scarier is what's behind those puppets and why are we not really discussing those issues we all are still superficial and where we are as far as what the the deep deep seated uh history is behind not only this continent but one would say the entirety of mankind in a certain respect when it comes to the differences in not only cultures now we're also very young i keep pointing that out all the time and i know that when i talked like this i'm sure many eyes have glazed over like yeah stop invalidating my feelings because i could feel that too um that would be something to to throw or drag me for um (laughs) (laughs) like oh you're so thinking three-dimensional that you're it may take you out of empathizing but that's not true i do empathize you feel the way you feel it's just that my mind has a tendency to 
automatically start rationalizing and analyzing that so maybe i should just stop talking about (laughs) it when it really doesn't apply because that's when i'm going on a tangent so that all to say yes i think that is a very true statement about the hypocrisy of man in general but also you were pointing out and i think shy said the same thing how realistic is all that i can tell you for facts they even mentioned it and i think this one season of this show is that they have been hacked before and they've been said you either give us 2.6 million dollars or we're going to release this and the federal government or the fbi have paid the ransom so no this is while (laughs) it feels unrealistic probably is more realistic because though that industry still survives to this day the cocaine industry in particular one of the most money making who you think we know who's really running those cartels maybe the good fbi now is trying to get that shit taken down like they're doing what they're supposed to but there's there's not to say at all that there aren't snakes in the grass because there's always snakes in the grass because it's too much money and green green kind of trumps all really does and it's only when those that really do believe in justice and sacrifice put in that justice and sacrifice do it happen like technically yeah that's why they say we don't negotiate with terrorists because yeah no that one life was not worth taking down someone who destroyed millions of lives and continues to destroy millions like you want the war on drugs that would have been one of the ways in which the in the war (laughs) and they gave up that opportunity for structural integrity and one life there were not a whole bunch of people that were gonna die the people like they they said it in the episode because i remember that part and i thought for one moment that they were going to let her die and i think that in itself would have been a realistic ending but i know dick roof don't really roll like that every once in a while he'll do a surprise killing but for the most part he wants this to be he wants you to root for the good guys and want a happy ending and there's nothing wrong with that because there is a lot of tragedy shows out there and they're just as good so all that to say yeah no i think this shit would exactly happen also i forgot to mention in chai's feedback recall the timer that they had like it was only 30 minutes from the moment he walked in the building to the moment he left the building they had only just called the press they said it's only going to be a matter of time before people find out but it wasn't like they it was announced and and like too many people at the top may not have known because they said yeah no bring him here they was trying to show off and try to reveal it to everybody at the same time now could the one person who told his boss yeah i'm sure after he has this conversation that it's going to be a different like she's probably going to be suspended but this ain't new either how many bosses in svu have been replaced or been on leave and then they come back so if it happens it happens i don't think that she'll have no consequences you're right but it may not become as immediate because they do take they have a system where they go through things and it wasn't and isn't as if there aren't going to people being like yeah well you made a hero call and you saved someone's life and it's a young mother you put that shit on front page news you're gonna have a hard time 
getting the regular citizen to be like uh yeah why would you kill her over letting this bad guy go you can get him another time so she's got many angles to play here and i suspect that they might play them or they might gloss it over but he usually does a good job of utilizing consequences that's just my faith in the the producer of the show but next week that could that could be different and i could be eating my own words that has happened before many a times and uh yeah i think that's all i got if you want to join in the conversation you can send the feedback to blackrollcouch at gmail.com you can find this podcast on podbean stitcher itunes spotify and wherever else good podcasts can be found my social media will be below remember to like share subscribe and if you have time did i already say that rate the podcast on itunes i'm tired but i'm not really tired um i'm just distracted that's the right word because i have a nintendo and i want to play super mario brothers 3 so peace hair grease and black girl magic